Mark, why don't you show everyone the thing you can do with the phone and your nose? I can't. Well, I can't. I mean, I could try. Mark can do this thing he just discovered today where you put the speaker of the phone up to your left nostril, let's it say. It could be either nostril. And have your mouth closed. And then um, the, the, the music is like quite muffled. And then uh, once you when you open your mouth, it kind of becomes louder as if you are basically the human a, speaker. A human speaker. Okay, let's give it uh, a go. And I think he's going to demonstrate it now for you. So this is uh, Mark Byrne uh, doing the human speaker. So what he's got now is his phone, the phone speaker up to his nostril and his mouth is closed. Okay, getting nice and loud. Okay, so mouth closed. Mouth <laughs> oh, wow. Mouth closed. Mouth open. <laughs> That's so cool. <laughs> That's great. I don't know, maybe. <laughs> Do you like it? That's really good. Yeah. I didn't know. It would, you sent me a video of it earlier and I didn't know. From the video, you can't tell how big the difference is. It amplifies it quite well. It's your mouth, like it's made. It's an amplifier. It's yeah. a natural amplifier. There you go. Uh, that's a new intro, isn't it? That's a new intro. Maybe I could just do that for the intro yeah. from now on. Um, what, uh, that was Steely Dan. Yeah. What happened with Steely Dan? How was Steely Dan? You went to the Steely Dan concert. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I recently flew to Miami to see with the intention of seeing Steely Dan. It was a long and expensive journey. It took 21 hours and a large amount of euros. And then on the morning of the show, they cancelled the show. Yeah. So that's what happened to CD Dan. It yeah. caused me a lot of emotional distress. Like, I, I, I sound so, like, privileged to be, like, because people are always like, yeah, but you're in Miami, you can have fun. But, like, mm. it just made, like, it made me really hate Miami and be like, I hate this place so much. <laughs> and I wanted. <laughs> get out of here and I just like I wish I wish I could just like change my flight to leave immediately because I hate it here so much now but uh I've had time with it and I've processed it mm. I couldn't listen to Steely Dan for a while but I'm back well it was the first thing that came up on your phone just there so obviously I'm back and there's a kind of redemption arc for Steely Dan in this story if you're listening to this going oh my god Steely Dan what assholes just cancelling a show mm. uh, for their poor fans who have come all the way from Ireland there's a redemption arc for Steely Dan yeah but I was told I shouldn't tell anyone what it is why well that's what the people told me to do oh they told you not to say anything and you think that our podcast uh, <laughs> yeah is gonna change that you're, maybe you're right who knows so there so, is a redemption arc. There's a redemption arc for Steely Dan. <laughs> Let's just say, I don't, how can I say it in a veiled way? You don't get anything unless you ask for it. Is yeah. that okay? Yeah. That's okay. <laughs> so you got to ask for things and then you'll get things. If asking you may receive. Yeah. That's what they always say. But so yeah, that's what's happened. Okay. That's what I've been doing. That's part of the reason it's been a long time since uh, we've recorded a pod. I yeah. was in Miami. I guess I could briefly say mm. we were... Um, really hitting the, hitting the local Miami bar scene a lot but one night we were like I cannot go to a bar again so we went to see Top Gun 2 oh Top Gun Maverick Top Gun Maverick in a mm. big American cinema it was nice to be there among yeah. the American it was quite nice These this bunch of like um, kind of bro-y gentlemen came in and they're behind us in the queue and they had this uh, uh, popcorn or Top Gun meal deal where you got a Top Gun 
a branded popcorn tub and a popcorn <laughs> like keep like what's the word you say like collectors a, a souvenir cup that your drink came in oh, and God. this guy he was like th- you know 30 big muscly guy came in as soon as he saw it he just like pointed to the screen and turned to his friends and went, oh fuck yeah I'm getting that <laughs> like, that's so good <laughs> Top Gun popcorn yeah the Top Gun popcorn is so nice but that movie was really good and it was nice to see it in the States and yeah. it was like it's such like propaganda movie. It's so yeah. like, but it, it 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 doesn't matter. None of the bad that there were not even the bad, but none of the like cheesiness matters because the film knows it's a cheese fest. It's actually intentionally mm. trying to be a cheese fest, but and it's just so good. I think I think it it like I felt like it f- like it it didn't go too heavy. You know the way sometimes when pl- stuff tries to make a. a it felt very naturally cheesy, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, it felt like it was just the second... Like, it could have been made in the 80s, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, Where yeah. it yeah. didn't feel... You know the way Stranger Things is kind of, like, kitschy, whatever, yeah. 80s style, and it's clearly, like, an homage to that period, whereas this just felt like I'm watching an 80s film. Yeah. Um, I thought it was great. <laughs> really good. I think it's... it's Honestly, it's one of my favourite action films. Mm. And I... Like, I know I'm going to keep that opinion. I just know. I had... Like, you know when a film, when a film, what was it? Well, I was talking to a friend about it the other day and he said like while he was watching it, he started, he stood up and started clapping when, when he was like getting rescued with the plane. Oh yeah. He actually stood up and started clapping in the cinema. Yeah. I was like, that's an insane thing to do, but that film made me want to do things like that. Yeah. I wanted to punch the air and go, yeah. Yeah. Like it, that. <laughs> it makes being in the army seem like the coolest thing in the world. Yeah. I was like, man, I want to enlist so yeah. bad. I wish I was American so I could join the Air Force. Yeah, like, yeah it seems... Uh, it also, it's so funny how they do that thing of like, this guy is literally unmatchably the absolute best pilot in yeah. the world. No one... And he doesn't even like fly that much anymore, but he is still just the mm. absolute best pilot yeah. ever. It's so funny. Like, He's just so good. Yeah, it's, it's, it's so nice to like... Just have one of those. You know, I guess John is like John Wick. Is that kind of like he's the absolute best assassin and no one's better than him? Yeah, yeah, maybe. You know when he's driving the plane and uh, it's going to like 10 knots or something like that? Like no plane has gone that fast in the history of... Mm. And uh, they're like, uh, the control guys are like, she can't handle it. And he's like, I know what she can handle. Yeah, yeah. Um, There's a good moment when I was uh, driving in a a car recently and I had the beep, 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 beep. Uh, when you're going close to the wall or something like that, cool. uh, you know, cars when they when you go close to a car behind you, it has oh, like yeah, sensors. Yeah, yeah. yeah, when you're reversing, like I kind of get this sensation in my head, which is kind of similar to what uh, Tom Cruise gets in that movie, where it's like I'm going quite close to the wall, but I know I'm not going to hit the wall. Yeah, and the car's going like and I'm like she can handle it. I know yeah. she can handle it. yeah it's like the every every day every man's version of, of Tom Cruise I'm like don't tell me don't tell me. I know what she can take I do find that funny with those cars where people know like even even the sustained tone where it goes beep people yeah. are like I can still push it <laughs> <laughs> I can take it a bit it's an inch or two I can feel it it's I like, can feel it my dad has an amazing knowledge or ability to like know how much further he can drive after the tank goes to like zero. Yeah. He's yeah. like, I can still like, I'll still make it to the garage tomorrow morning. <laughs> like he, he just knows it. Like it's incredible. That, that terrifies. I've got, I have petrol anxiety. Me I can't, uh, when it goes below the thing, I know I'm, I'm, they must have designed it in a way that like it said zero, but it's actually like got a little bit left in it. Mm. Um, But like I, when it goes below zero, I'm just terrified of getting, 
stuck with no yeah, petrol. I feel like ever. that would be the worst thing ever. I wouldn't know what to do. Yeah, I could freak e- out. It's never happened. Even like you know when you see people filling like a like a watering can of petrol. Yeah, I'm like can you just can you do that? It's really embarrassing it, because you never see the petrol come out of the nozzle. Like it's already it's always like in there. Yeah, uh, it, it's hard to imagine it just squirts out. Like there was a video on TikTok during the. Um, <laughs> There was a video on TikTok during the, when the gas prices went up uh, during the war. Don't get me started on those um, gas prices. But like some land in Texas or wherever uh, had put a, a big tarpaulin in the back of his pickup truck. Mm. And it was just open. Like he put a tarpaulin in the back of his pickup truck and he was spraying petrol into the back of the pickup truck. Oh my gosh. Like as if it was like a paddling pool. I've seen people make pools in the back of a truck like that, but and this they is... Do- and and then and then they they fi- he was filling it up, but then he was just like he was just sloshing around. That's extremely like dangerous. dangerous. <laughs> that is wild. And then the dangerous. person was like, "We have to say something." And he walks over to him. and He's like, "Dude, what are you doing?" He's like, "Hey, you. This is Joe Biden. This is all Joe Biden." Oh my god! Very, uh, but that surely, like, even like a hot, like if you, if you, if like some sunlight reflected off glass or something, that could like. Make that yeah. burst into flames. No, that's, the guy's dead, and it's Joe Biden's fault. That's let me tell you yeah, that. Joe Biden, sleepy Joe, sleepy Joe. Um, well, we start talking about American politics in the podcast all the time. Yeah, I think that's like something we both are very well versed on. What do you think about the nuclear secrets being sold to Saudi Arabia by Donald Trump? Is that what is that what's happening? It's that is stone cold fact. I think, from my understanding <laughs> of the scenario. I think, well, this is my understanding, and this is what I think. I think he stole some cool ones that he just wanted to have. He's like, what happened to JFK? Like, what happened to JFK? And they're like, well, here it is. It's He's here. He's like, you want to know? In this document. And he goes, and can I take that? And they're like, I guess you're the president. And he yeah, just took honest. it. And he wants to have it because he, like, I think he stole some of the cool ones. He probably stole Aliens. Are aliens real? Yeah. Here it is. Here's the document. And he took that. And he's like, I'm going to have that one. It's Thanks. just when people, like, come over to his house for dinner, he's like, you want to see something fucking really cool? Yeah. That's what. <laughs> I think that's why he took them. I'd say so too. And, and like, can you blame him? Pretty cool. It is cool. Um, just, just for the record, I, I, that is not, that is not fact. No, <laughs> oh, the Saudi Arabia thing. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, cool. yeah, it's not. It could be fact. No, that by saying could be fact means it's not a fact. Yeah. Um, have you done anything of of notes lately? Um. God. Uh. I play. I played in uh Paddy Power Comedy Festival. I played mm-hmm. in Paddy, which was really cool. Looked good. I saw a video um, of it. Looked fun. I uh. Oh, did, we, we should we mention that we were both on? The, well, go on, please. I both on the what? Nothing. I'll say it later. Go on. But well, yeah, I did that, and uh, it was really cool. It was a big moment to do comedy in, in the Ivy Gardens, and um, mm. it was nice. Like beside all these cool comedians and stuff. You're a cool comedian. Um. Well, I, I mean, maybe I am now. Um, I went on telly yesterday. Yeah, and I saw they that. Uh, and they and they like morning like TV people. They're just very. They obviously they had like a narrative that was like TikTok. They were like TikTok star to headlining Electric Picnic. Yeah, and they kept saying that like. So what's it like headlining Electric Picnic? And I was like, I'm not, I'm not headlining Electric Picnic. <laughs> That's just not true. But they did. But then like I, I looked up back at the interview today to see how it went. And there was just like a banner, you know, the rolling banners they have on the bottom. They're just like TikTok sensation headlines, electric picnic. Oh, and then they're hell. like, and then there's like a bit where I'm talking and it just says on headlining electric picnic. And I'm like, man, the Arctic monkeys are headlining electric picnic, like fucking Kasabian or, you know, Doja Cat or whoever. Mm. I'm doing like, I'm in the third line in the comedy tent um, mm. on a, sat- a Sunday at seven. 
from from TikTok to Third Line and the comedy tent at Electric Picnic. Yeah, I did see. I did see like. I saw a similar headline that said something like from German cakes to electric picnic or yeah. something like that. Yeah, yeah. 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 They yeah, just put their narratives, I guess, which I, makes sense. It probably for people who are casually viewing in the morning, they yeah. they haven't had their morning coffee. No one remembers the, the fucking sardine reviews. Yeah. You yeah. Seemed, you've kind of you kind of pushed those days into obscurity. sardine reviews are um that's some of my best work. I've heard because I, I saw you being interviewed the day and someone was like, So you started making the videos during COVID and you were like, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, no, well, you no, I mean, like, <laughs> no, you didn't. Like, it's very hard to, when you're in a scenario like that, you know, it's very hard to, like, I mean, I did, I like, I did another interview like two weeks ago on the radio and I was like, uh, I was like, yeah, I mean, I always made videos doing it this way and that way. And like, and like, I'd maybe release, like, I'd maybe I would do like two or three a year or whatever. Mm. And then you give them this kind of convoluted answer and you can just tell by the way they're looking at you. They're like, that's not what I wanted. Yeah, like, sure. You know, they're just like, don't give us that. Like, yeah, well, you know, I kind of dabble. I did an improv course for a while. And mm. then, you know, I'd made like, you know, some videos or whatever, just messing around on my phone. So, you know, it was kind of like slow. And then like I started taking it. They just they look at me going like, oh, I just give me go. Like, just give me the fucking. He was a teacher. And then he made a TikTok. Now <laughs> yeah, he's yeah, headlining yeah. electric picnic. It's like oh, the American dream. You've, yeah. had, you've done the American dream <laughs> yeah. in Ireland. Did you, did you ever mention the improvised Wild Western sketch? that we did no i haven't that has not come up no I, t- I tend to forget about that but maybe you could explain that to people we just we'll just play it on the podcast someday yeah we just okay. did it one night so it just happened yeah. naturally <laughs> got home from a bar and just anyway the uh <laughs> so the first film we're gonna so it's the first ever mk ultra film premiere okay so this is the mk ultra ultra film premiere episode it's the premiere premiere episode yeah and uh, this is important for us because we are now being invited to film premieres which is mainly the reason we started this it's podcast all we've ever wanted from the yeah. podcast is free cinema tickets so we've got what we wanted mm-hmm. um we're getting invited to premiere what what was what did you think about the premieres you got invited we got invited to two mark wasn't able to make it to one of them so i went with james uh, but you came to the note one which we'll be reviewing just just for the record i was invited to the first one yeah you were but i said no it's yeah. not like james was just brought instead yeah can we just no start? no mark was invited to both of them but he i yeah. mean very unprofessionally just, uh couldn't come to it tired working a lot at the moment but what did you think of the premiere what what is it like because people, these people who are listening they've never been to premieres yeah these slobs who yeah they wouldn't, they wouldn't know what the fucking <laughs> premiere is uh it's good you go in yeah I arrived before you, mm-hmm. and you remember I um I went in and uh and I really needed to use the toilet, and Killian hadn't arrived, mm. um so then I went into the toilet in um the wool shed, yeah, actually quite a nice toilet, <laughs> considering how horrible that bar is, um like the whole bar itself smells like a toilet, so when you do go into the toilet, mm-hmm. it's actually not so bad. It's like you've acclimatized. Mm. Yeah, um, it's just like a normal place. But that's a, a, that's an interesting tactic. Mm, mm. They're like, let's not clean the toilets. Let's like make the whole place. Let's smell get like, the toilet out. <laughs> let's bring, bring the, the toilet, toilet into out. the community. Um, but yeah. anyway, so yeah, all jokes aside, Premier Life, love it. Large popcorn okay. on every seat. Mm-hmm. Got our photo taken. Got a cool little hat. Yeah, there was free beer afterwards there's free beer there's free pizza free there's pizza. free coke colas and fantas we had non-alcoholic free, beers free small talk with social free media personalities uh free pop- popcorn on the seats um, free everything was free everything was free they we saw some trailers for some upcoming universal films all of which looked terrible 
Oh, I didn't think we were allowed to say that. I was just oh, going to say... Sorry, yeah. Sorry, <laughs> fuck, yeah. sorry, sorry. We want to get invited back good. to the next premiere. Every single one of the films that we saw a trailer for was really good. And I actually can't wait to see them at the premiere of yeah. those films. I really like the one where Jennifer... No, George Clooney and the woman for Pretty Woman are in a rom-com where the two of them are formerly... They're divorced, but their kid is getting married and yeah. they have to join forces because they don't like the guy she's marrying. And yeah. They have a whimsical, hilarious family holiday and it yeah. just looks like a whale of a time. It um, looks like a whale of a time. Oh my God. I can't wait to be at the premiere for that film. It looks wacky as hell. Um, it was so wacky. Uh, it was so wacky that I was like, wow, that's going to be really good and enjoyable to watch the film. That, that looks like an original piece of work. I see George Clooney. I've never seen him in a film before. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what is her name? It's annoying me so much. Uh, Emma Thompson? Emma, Emily? Jennifer? No. She's fucking... Julia? Julia Roberts. Roberts, Julia yes. Roberts. Yeah, Julia Roberts, like, she hasn't been in any films, and I need to see her in another one, but, mm. but with George Clooney. But this time it's a rom-com. And it's rom-com, and it's in Hawaii, so mm. it's going to be very funny. You ever seen a rom-com with two actors who are old now? Yeah, but they're still kind of good looking, because they've probably had a lot of work done to their faces. Mm. Anyway, the film we went to see was called Nope. It's the new... Jordan Peele film yeah um, both big Jordan Peele fans would you say no you're not a no. Jordan Peele fan I'm a Jordan Peele fan I like his films um, and uh, we went into this kind of I kind of went in with high expectations I high saw the trailer and I was like, this looks like it's going to be cool yeah. this looks great mm -hmm. I like alien stuff a lot mm -hmm. um, especially kind of like UFO-y stuff you mm -hmm. know UFOs in the in the in the in the remote areas and yeah. stuff. That's, I like that kind of thing. Mm. So I was like, oh yeah, this is going to be good. Um, and we didn't record voice notes. So no. I kind of feel, I don't really know how we like, you know. We've never done that before, but Daniel Kalua is the horse tamer. He's a horseman. Horseman. Uh, and they basically rent horses out to movies. He's a, uh, there's a word, a wrangler. He's a wrangler, a horse yeah. wrangler. He's and wrangler. he uh, does wrangling for movies and stuff like that. His dad does too. They're the, First horse wranglers for Hollywood. They're the only black owned horse wrangling family in Hollywood or whatever. Mm -hmm. And uh, basically the dad dies because uh, the, a coin falls from the sky and lands in his head mm -hmm. and kills him. And then Daniel's on his own. His sister Kiki or is, is not called Kiki, but it's played by Kiki, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. who is brilliant. Uh, she... Uh, she comes and then uh, they start realizing strange things are happening mm. and it seems to be coming from the skies. There's another fa fa uh, there's another amusement park next door uh, that wants to buy their land. There's kind of this small farm, big farm kind of vibe as well. Mm. And basically they start noticing and realizing where all the strangeness is coming from. The skies. The skies. And uh, yeah, and then there's a bit of a fight against that. And that's the whole film. So what do we think, Gillian? Uh... Well, I guess like high expectations aren't a good thing going into a film mm. ever. But uh, this, this for me was a bit of a disappointment. This film, yeah, it was a. I thought it was a total dud. You thought it was a total dud. I would say, I would say that it was very clear to me why this film didn't work. I think it was kind of like, uh, it was like a the first half of the film was trying to be really mysterious and suspenseful mm. and kind of like, Ooh, what is happening? And then a lot of symbolism, like there is this like ape that went crazy. It's like this weird kind this of weird side story, story, side story of this ape that goes mental and, and kills a lot of people. 
Um, mm. And then there's like this, and it just keeps having flashbacks to this. Ava has like that suspense. You're kind of like, oh, how does that tie into the plot? And then you have like these kind of mysterious things happening. It's all very creepy. You don't know what the monster so, or the UFO or the whatever thing is, so to speak. And and then suddenly it gets revealed to you some maybe halfway through the movie. And, um, and then it, it, you even see the, the thing and you're just like, oh, yeah. Is that it? I just thought it was boring. Like, I think, I think the cool, I think <laughs> it kind of revealed too much. Uh, you know, there was, there was, there, there came a point where like the mystery of it was gone. Yeah. And then once that happened, I was like, oh, I'm a bit bored now. Like, yeah. And they, they kind of, it kind of starts off with a bit of mystery and like, what's going on, what's going on. And then mm. once they kind of establish what's going on, then they kind of have this mission. They want to kind of achieve something. Yeah. And I wasn't really on board for the mission that they had. I didn't really give a shit about it. So I was yeah. like, I don't care if to do this or not. And, mm-hmm. and even just, I just felt like there was a lot of, like, I think, I think kind of with, with stuff like alien stuff and UFOs having like kind of slow, long kind of quiet scenes and stuff can be done well, but this just had a lot of them that I just found quite boring. Yeah. And the main actor is also, someone else said this to me and maybe implanted this idea in my head, but he's nearly a bit too kind of chill and relaxed to the extent of nearly not being that emotive. And I think just watching him a lot, I guess like he, he kind of was like, he was a strange person like he's a strange character yeah, yeah, meant yeah. To be in the film but i just found it like i just thought it was a boring movie yeah okay yeah yeah i mean i think that the cinema like the good points were the cinematography was quite good i thought some of the uh some of the way they did things i thought was pretty cool like i did mm. like how it was when people got i don't know like uh when people got caught by the alien i thought that was really cool when when it filmed them within yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that was kind of cool. Like they would do cool kind of visual things that I thought were kind of class. But then there were a lot of like really, I don't know if, if Jordan Peele is like, like there were a lot of clear, like kind of like plot holes or kind of things that you're like, that's a bit inconsistent. Mm. Um, and some like cliche stuff, but not in a cool, yeah. like not, not cliche in like, like a, a callback kind of way. Callback to like the classic alien genre yeah. tropes, you know, it was just kind of like, oh, that's, that's the thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and like a big thing with Jordan Peele's films that like a lot of people like is that they're these social horrors that have a kind of underlying message to them. Mm. This doesn't have any of that. And you do expect it going in. And maybe like I was talking to Morgan, uh, my roommate, and she was kind of saying, well, maybe that's, this is him kind of going, I don't have to do that. Like I'm kind mm-hmm. of taking a, a different direction with this film. And like, that does make sense, except that the first kind of half of the film, it does appear that he's sort of it starting to make some yeah. sort of point, but then he just abandons that. Yeah. Um. I But I do, I kind of agree with what you're saying. Morgan was saying that just because his first two films had some kind of social yeah. commentary doesn't mean this one has to, but then yeah. I also agree with you in that it did kind of set up as if it was going to be a kind of a social commentary yeah. film. And also like, I think anyone who's seen this previous two films kind of goes in expecting there to be. Yeah. I think that's also the whole time I can think my brain, like, especially in like the boring bits and stuff, I was kind of going like, what's the kind of greater yeah. thing to this? And, yeah. um, I just there, don't there's think no, there no, it's just, it's a monster movie. Yeah. Um, which is fine. You can make a monster movie, but I don't know if he's actually that good at making them. No, um, I don't think so. Like if it was a monster movie, it should have just been like, we find out what the monster is within the first like 20 minutes. Mm. And then it's just like, rather than this kind or of. Or not like, at all. 
Or not at all. But I mean, I guess like if you were to go and compare this, you'd compare it to something like Alien or whatever, where there is this kind of mysterious thing that's killing people or whatever. And then you finally have to fight back against it. Mm. Like it was just, it was just did not have the sustained tension that you need to make one of those films. Mm. Cause I, it, I would say like, just don't watch this and go and watch Steven Spielberg's Close Encounters of the Third Kind instead. <laughs> Far superior film. That's some yeah. similarities between the two, mm. but uh, just watch that. Yeah. I think if you are, I would go, I will actually go see it. I think there's some people might like this film and, uh, and it's also like worth seeing. I think I actually do think it's like worth kind of going and seeing and making up your, mm. everyone I've met has an opinion about it. Which they've kind of like, when we talked to your one, and we should have been saying this was a good film because she's not going to invite us back to another premiere. But um, when we talked <laughs> to your will. one, uh, so you, after a premiere, you kind of talk to these people and they're like, what did you think of the movie? And I, I was too scared to kind of give my opinion. I was kind of like, yeah, it's great. It's fucking great. And then uh, I outed you. I said, Mark, uh, Mark wasn't such a big fan. And this is like the people from Universal who have invited us to come to the premiere. Mm. And, then, um, and then she went, tell you what, let it sit for a couple of days, mm. and uh, and now and then a couple of days later you hated it even more. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah, it's like just letting food sit in a bio bin. Yeah, it just now it just stinks more. <laughs> yeah. It's got flies on it. it smells uh, worse. Yeah. No. No. I'd say, like, I didn't really like. Um, I think I think I kind of get the feeling with Jordan Peele. Sometimes he like he has a cool concept, and then he feels like he has to like go he has to like he like it's like it's like someone needs to come in like an editor needs to come in and go like that's enough now stop and then we're done here okay and you kind of feel like like there, there's bits stuff happened with like the space the the what the ufo thing mm. where it, it started stuff started happening to it and i was like what the hell's going on like why is this yeah happening? and like i felt like it was the same can i like do spoilers about get out i don't even need to but like get out i kind of thought i understood the story and then like the last quarter of the film, it like revealed that it was this even more complicated thing than it initially seemed. And I was like, why did he even have that in? Do you know what I'm referring to here? Yeah, yeah. But I thought that was, no, I thought that was good. The kind of hypnotism whole thing where they like hypnotize and then they, and then like, I yeah. think the hypnotism, they hypnotize people and then this, that's like they hypnotize them and take their fucking brains out and put into other, I was like, that's what? That's great. That's stupid. That was really good. And also us, like the end of us where they were trying to make that handling thing around the world. I was like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Well, I like both those movies. I thought they were good. So I thought Get Out was good. I thought Us was a bit bad. I thought, what's her name? Lupita. Yeah. I thought the voice she put on when she was going like scary mode was yeah. really cringe and I hated to hear it. Okay, okay, okay. Um, um, but, but, but I mean, I don't want to go, we've gone hard on this film. I don't mm. want to go too much more on it because I think if we could talk about Get Out and Us, we'd probably just be fucking going on about Jordan Peele for ages. And I think he's had his... I think he's had his day on MK Ultra Film today. So let's move on to the next film that we're going to do. Do you think the person from Universal will actually listen to this? I'm terrified that she will because if she listens to it, she's busy. She's busy. But if she listens to this, she's going to hear that we didn't like the film, which is kind of fair enough that we didn't like we it. We don't have to like it. But then does that mean she's not going to invite us back? Or does that mean we, that are means we, she's going to invite us back to even more stuff? But are we contractually obliged just because they invite us to the premiere? Are we contractually obliged to like the film? Yes. <laughs> I did a Vox Pop interview after it. Mm. You could be you could be in big legal trouble for that. I could that. be in big trouble because in the Vox Pop interview, they were like, uh, what did you think about the film? And I went, I tried to say things that would not be included. Mm. I was like, it was sure it was, you know, it was like all Jordan Peele films. And then it was, it was slow mm. and it was considered and all these kind of things that I just mm. don't think Universal are going to use. But uh, look, if we want, if we want to. If you want to get invited back to these things, we're going to have to just say that 
So what did you think of Nope? Fucking so good. Yeah. I thought Nope was the best film I have seen this year. I thought it was one of the best films I've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and on that note, yeah. another best film that Killian's ever seen was yeah. The Bullet Train. Starring oh, yeah. The Brad Pitt. Yeah. I, and I'll tell you what. That was another premiere that we were invited to by a different... I don't think it was Universal. Sony. Sony. Uh, and thank you so much, Sony, for inviting us to oh, that one. Sony. And uh, let you. me tell you, Sony, they are yet to release or distribute a bad film. And I'm, I, I know it's crazy for me to say that. And it seems as if I'm in their pocket somehow, but it's not that. Can it's we actual, actual genuine truth. Take a moment for a second. Now let's yeah. just think about PlayStation 1, yeah. 2, 3, Three, four, four, 5. Is there a fifth one? The Sony Vio laptop. Oh, My okay. first laptop. Yeah. Do you remember the Sony mini disc player? Yeah. The Sony Ericsson phone. Yeah. So, I mean, really great guys. And uh, and you know what? When you actually have to deal with them personally, they're good people. It's an absolute pleasure. Yeah. So th- uh, thank you for inviting us to the premiere. And this is what I thought of the film, uh, Bullet Train, starring Brad Pitt. But I mean, I'm sure I'm going to repeat all that. Sony, you guys know I, I, I repeat things. <laughs> and thanks again, guys, so much. We really appreciate being invited to the oh. premiere. Um, so much so thank you can we give it, give it up for Sony <laughs> hey so I just uh, got out of the premiere of Bullet Train uh, starring Brad Pitt I'm doing this review while I'm cycling is this even legal? God anyway uh, it's a bit of a mad film Brad Pitt's in it um, Aaron Taylor Johnson's in it um, got a shit ton of fucking people are in it I'm not even going to list them out Anne Hathaway's in it Ryan Reynolds is in it just all these cameos popping up left right and centre safe to say there's a lot of big stars it's set on a uh, Japanese bullet train I think they're called Shinosuke Shinosuke I can't remember anyway <laughs> best not try to say uh, uh, the name without knowing what it is uh, basically there's a load of different plot lines twisted together you have Brad Pitt, who's a hapless, unlucky hitman. Uh, these two London lads, uh, who are two other kind of funny hitmen. Uh, then you have this small uh, girl, I don't know who it's played by, who is the mastermind kind of hitman. It's all these different hitmen uh, and women on a train, basically trying to kill each other. There's a God, this is hard to explain. Is honestly, it's a mental film. I'm not going to keep explaining it. Safe to say, lots of laughs, lots of kills, lots of jump scares, lots of big, uh, big fight scenes and stuff like that. It was a good film. It was funny. Um, it had uh, some really good acting, some really funny jokes, uh, some good twists, and some good turns, and some good, uh, like really nice. Um, I guess like that nice Japanese kind of aesthetic, uh, which I thought they did really well. The thing that wasn't so good was maybe the plot got a little bit too complex. Uh, It got a bit too convoluted and towards the end I was kind of like, ah, this is just a bit too much. Um, It also was way too long. Maybe you could have cut like 20 minutes, 30 minutes off the whole thing. Uh, And by the end of it, I found myself not really caring so much. Even though there were some nice scenes at the end, I was like, nah, no, I don't really. It's kind of lost me. Um, And also it was a little bit hammy or cheesy at times. And some of the cameos, like Ryan Reynolds pops into it for like two seconds. Anne Hathaway kind of does the same. It was just a bit like, ah, fucking, who cares? It takes you out of the film a bit too much. So... 
overall pleasantly surprised i went into into it thinking it was shit because like why else would they invite me to the, the premiere uh, <laughs> i thought they were inviting me because they were like this film is not going to make a lot of money um i thought it was a brave film and i was pleasantly surprised and i actually quite enjoyed it james called it stupid but fun and i think that's a pretty good description of it i think you would have liked it more than you think you would have as well anyway this review is going on too long that's why they say never cycle and review at the same time it goes on too long and you also might die. Ah! That was fake. I didn't crash. Anyway, bye. Well, I, Killian, I hope you were wearing helmets while you're recording. This. I was not. Oh, bad yeah, boy. Yeah, I go around. I just cycle around town. Sometimes, man. Sometimes I'll just get, uh, get on my bike uh, in the middle of the night, cycle around, and I'll send. I'll make reviews. I won't even send them to you, mm-hmm. and I won't wear a helmet. Remix a song on yeah. Ableton. Yeah. <laughs> I just do loads of stuff on my bike. Yeah. Um, that film. It was actually quite good. It's quite a good film. I, I, I call you. You said it was a brave film. Yeah. What? What? Like, what's brave about like clearly well, a high budget film with a lot of really top tier yeah. list actors? I know. I I know that. I think that. Do you know what? I think that's like Marvel fucking fucking with my head. But I, at the moment, I kind of think any film that vaguely has a big budget that isn't about comic book characters, mm. I think, is a brave film because I'm like, wow, they're they're doing something that's not based off a book that's not a remake that's just its own original concept mm. it feels like that's rare it feels like that's quite rare these days mm. so it's kind of like oh cool like a big budget action film mm. that's about like people on a train load of hitmen on a train <laughs> i was just like that's it's not it's not brave actually but i thought i was like oh it's just different it's different from what we've been experiencing are they going to some kind of hitman conference in osaka or something no uh the the What's the name of the Yakuza? Yes. I think like the head of the Yakuza is, is on the train or something like that. Or they're oh. going to the AGM for the fucking Yakuza or whatever. Um, yeah, the Yakuza AGM. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, uh, it sounds kind of like John Wick on a train. Um, no, it's funny. It's funny. John Wick's not funny. Mm. It's, not, uh, yeah, yeah. it's quite funny. And it, it's, main, <laughs> its main edge is that it's funny. And it has the two... It has it has you caring about some of the deaths, like the 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 there is not like the same amount of death as in John Wick. He's just like shooting that fucking gun, killing a load of people. Uh, each hit person has uh, their own backstory, their own individual character, and sometimes when they die, it's quite sad. Oh no! You actually go like, oh, and you feel a bit bad. Yeah. So yeah. that they managed to do that with so many different characters, I thought was quite cool. Yeah. Uh, Brad Pitt is actually, he's playing himself, but he does a really good job of it. I mean, I like I liked him in it. Uh, he, he fit it well. And honestly, I think people will be pleasant. I was going into that thinking this is going to be garbage. And I, I was mm. actually, this, that was really fun. It, it does look like one of those films that are like, even from the trailer, like the trailer kind of is like, this film's going to be stupid and, and yeah. over the top and stupid. Yeah. And I think to come out of it, like yeah you're never going to come out of a film like that being like that was fucking amazing no well, maybe you would like mm. i don't know some people might but yeah like it it kind of it sounds like the, your description of what you thought of it is exactly what i anticipated from the trailer just like silly yeah gun stuff okay i thought i yeah i thought it was gonna be yeah but but do you know when you go to some and you're going that was actually pretty good mm. that's what i you know i don't know if it's about what my taste is at the moment my taste seems to have really de- like changed a lot like mm. the books i read i read just like easy things at the moment yeah i read really pleasant things like crime thrillers and mm. stuff that just turns the pages for it uh, on its own uh like emotionally 
easy things to get into. I don't like thick yeah. stuff. Like my Benchy, like as this. you picked it up, Circle of Friends there. I fucking read that in like a, a week. I loved is, it. Is this actually yours? Yeah, I, re I read that. I got that from Morgan Benchy. for my birthday. May Benchy, Circle of Friends. Benchy. Really nice, really nice stuff. And um, I mean, I would read like a Dan Brown book quite happily at the moment. That's that, the kind of... Oh, Dan Brown, yeah. That's kind of... And, and so, I don't know, like Top Gun Maverick might have done it to me where I was watching it and I was like, I actually mm. like this feeling that this film is giving me escapist kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. this was kind of semi-escapist, and I liked it. That's nice. Yeah, no, it is good to to kind of. I don't even. I actually watch so few films that I don't even know what my taste in movies is anymore. Really? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, a film that you watched, which I would not describe as escapist, really in any way, um, is Licorice. Pizza. pizza. We're saying it in the German Licorice way. Pizza. Um, pizza. Pizza. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's a Paul Thomas Anderson, a PTA. PTA. Uh, and um, yeah, it's a film with uh, one the, of the, the Haim sisters. One of the Haim. One of the Haim sisters. Yeah. And that's the only person who I recognize in the whole movie. Okay. Um, and I watched this on an aeroplane. Oh. Um, it was the Boston to Dublin overnight plane. So. Mm -hmm. I had to pause the film quite a few times because I was kind of just zoning out. Mm -hmm. But um, uh, yeah, I was eating. I think I got a, I think I got a chicken did, chicken curry. You had a chicken curry. Yeah, yeah. And was it a good? It. Did you have a good chicken curry? Yeah, I did. And I, did you do a voice review for the chicken curry or? Yes, and this is what I thought of the curry. <laughs> so just watched Licorice Pizza, uh, Paul Thomas Anderson film. Um, about what's it about? It's about a guy who's kind of like a savvy business dude, and then he kind of falls for this lady, and then the lady kind of starts falling for him a bit too. There's quite a large age gap between them. I think he's, I think he's fifteen and she's twenty five, um, and yeah, it's kind of just like him doing loads of these kind of different entrepreneurial endeavors and she's kind of following along with them sometimes she kind of they have this kind of like she pretends she's not interested in him and she's with other guys but then kind of wins her back or she really is interested in him and blah blah blah, blah. um and just kind of them doing a lot of stuff it's nice it's set in the 70s the music is really good the kind of look of it is really good it's funny there's a lot of cool parts there's one like really crazy choreographed like car scene in it that's really cool I really liked it. Um, like Paul Thomas Anderson, as as we've said before, like I thought Inherent Vice was like the worst film I've ever seen, and I thought Punch Drunk Love was like one of the best films I've ever seen. And we both know each other's opinion on Vecin, There Will Be Blood, but uh, this one was a good one. It was more in the Punch Drunk Love side of things, um, in the kind of quirky, funny, funniness of it. I did find like just the age gap thing was really weird like 25 and 15 i don't know definitely came away like like without wanting to say any spoilers anytime like something in 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 the relationship would happen that you'd be like oh yeah you know they've had a little kiss or whatever or they've done whatever maybe they kiss i don't know who knows but uh it's kind of hard to be like oh it's worked out for them because you're like he's 15 <laughs> uh so that was a bit weird um uh but like other than that it's a great film but that's the only complaint really um just kind of weird weird enough stuff there from, from pta 
parent-teacher association. Like, I don't know, there's probably a joke to be made there about parent-teacher association and being a pedophile, but I can't think of it. But maybe by the time we record the pod, I'll, I'll have thought of one. But um, pedo jokes are probably left, best left, undone anyway. Uh, but yeah, there you go. Yeah, we'll just leave the we'll leave the pedo joke be. You, you yeah, know, you know the kind of idea. Maybe something to do with his, like maybe if the guy's parents were there, um, <laughs> he might have they might have stopped Paul Thomas Anderson from. That <laughs> 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 that okay, like that sounds uh, sounds like the only thing that was wrong with the film is like a really big thing that's wrong with the film. It's so annoying. Like, it's so weird because they li- they literally could have made... I even feel like they're getting into dangerous territory. But I feel like even if he was 17, mm. while that still isn't, you know, I don't endorse that. Yeah. But it would have just been a bit more palatable than 15. 15 is that? so inappropriate. Is that okay to say 17? Because there are people who are going to be like... Well, I mean, that's legal. Okay, like that—that's that, what that, we. That's like a here. legally thing that you can kind of feel a little or, bit more you know comfortable what? with. Eighteen, yeah, that would be good. Yeah, but fifteen to twenty-five, and there's even a bit of like that's really wrong. There's a bit where like cause she she hangs out all, throughout the whole film with him and all his other fifteen-year-old friends, and then there's a bit where she's hanging out with one of her friends, who's or her sister maybe, and her sister's yeah. like the same age as her, yeah. and she says to her sister. I can't remember the main character's name, but she says like, do you think it's, do you think it's weird that I hang out with such and such and his friends all the time? And her sister goes, no, I don't think it's weird at all. I'm like, what? is that the only point they address the age gap? Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Is the whole film not about the age gap? No, the whole film, it kind of doesn't address it. It kind of just acts like she's the same age as them all, but she explicitly says I am 25 at one point. Why, it? why, why, why? Why did he make that? Why did he do that? I don't know if there's some cultural 70s free fucking... That's free it's fucking... It's a pedophile on. movie. It's a pedo movie, yeah. It's a pedo movie. That's really weird. Mm, it is. Yes. I mean, when you watch the film, you can very easily just not think about that and just be like, that was a fucking good movie. You don't uh, look at it and go, this is uh, statutory rape. No, you definitely don't. It acts as if it's totally chill. That's so weird. Mm, when it is it set? Seventies. Huh. Like it acts as if it's all you know, totally normal. Um, and like, like really, genuinely, you'd watch the film yeah. and you'd love it. There's loads of good stuff. It's funny. It's cool. The guy who is fifteen doesn't like. He just seems. They seem the same. Okay. But he's definitely young, but he's like a charismatic. He's also an actor. I forgot to say that he's an actor, so he acts in different stuff. So yeah. Um, and she, and then he she he kind of helps her get into acting because he's kind of a a real confident charismatic guy. But and he's he fifteen. Like, yeah, he's like a confident charismatic guy, and he like goes to restaurants and he like is a regular at this fancy restaurant because he's got money because he's so there's all that kind of. This doesn't take away from mm. any of it, but like because of that, you don't really realize yeah, yeah, while yeah. you're watching, you don't realize that he's meant to be like very young. Um, but fifteen year olds aren't like that. They are in in this realm yeah but that's like an in like i don't know is it like oh here's this special one of a kind 15 year old that it's okay to you know be in a relationship with a 25 year old it just feels really like why is he making i don't understand what there's a reason he he wrote the line saying he's 50 he wrote the, just mm. made this character and there's a reason that he did it and i don't know i don't understand why yeah uh i don't know maybe it might, might be a fucking cultural reference to some 
yeah time period thing yeah. i don't know we're what was going on back then in the 70s all kinds of stuff yeah vietnam war was yeah. that then maybe I, it's because of the vietnam war it could be about nixon or something mm, yeah maybe it could be about people anticipating the release of steely dan's gaucho album <laughs> 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 um, but I don't know like the film's good like okay. Paul Thomas Anderson some people absolutely love him mm. um, I think he's I think he's good I, think I, he's I like good. his films but that's a pretty big weird thing to do yeah we don't endorse that kind of thing um, but no it's just weird I don't know like I don't understand why it, it it, it doesn't weird. make film sense. And as, I, as I've said... What's the point? It, What's his point? It, the age gap isn't a feature enough in the film mm. that... Like, I guess maybe part of it's like they're kind of living different lives altogether. But that could have been achieved just by the fact that he is an actor and she just works in like a doing sales yeah. for some company. Like that alone made their lives okay. very different. So the age gap wasn't really a factor there. Yeah, yeah. Um I don't know. Yeah. We should ask him. Yeah. I mean, we'll get him on to the pod next week and see what he thinks. Mm. Uh, or he can probably explain it. <laughs> um, I like, I liked uh, uh, Magnolia. I thought Never that was seen it. really good. Um, and I really like Punch Dunk Love. And as you know, There Will Be Blood is a load of shite. Yeah. Terrible um, film. Terrible film. And, uh, you know, everyone else is wrong and we're right. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, Licorice Pizza, uh, two thumbs up. Uh, and then one thumb two thumbs up and then a set of handcuffs and going on you yeah. two, th- two thumbs you up jail. and then two handcuffs on those hands there to give them the thumbs up yeah approach with caution okay that uh, makes sense actually yeah i don't know uh next film we're gonna do also involves like dodgy age gaps um <laughs> in that it, it's a, a bit of real life one in that we're discussing Elvis, who had his own, oh, yeah. um, I think Elvis and Priscilla, I think there was a dodgy age gap. That was the 50s, and that doesn't make it okay, but it was a little bit uh, more okay. But it's not... Mm. We're going to just play the review because I don't know how I'm going to navigate that, but it was back then more, but not anymore. And not, more probably shouldn't have been okay and back then and either. Here's review. And here's the review. Okay, so I just uh, got out of Elvis... Um, starring Austin Butler as Elvis, and it has Tom Hanks as uh, Elvis's manager, the Colonel guy, uh, and it's made by Baz Luhrmann, who made uh, Moulin Rouge and Born Dancing, and uh, did he do? I think he did the 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 Great Gatsby as well that people didn't like. Um, anyway, the film is about Elvis and his relationship with his manager, Colonel. I can't remember his name, uh, and how. I don't know the complex relationship that it is, but it also shows the story of Elvis becoming, you know, the great superstar that he is, and uh, and it has like how he, you know, who he was influenced by, and how he ultimately like got to the sad state that he got into, which is like obviously he died on the toilet, like addicted, heavily addicted to like prescription drugs and all that kind of stuff. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess the film is is a Baz Luhrmann film. He's very stylized, so like every single bit of it is hyper stylishly done and it has lots of really creative ways of telling the story you've got you've got newspapers flashing in front of you so that they kind of look like there's someone talking you've got cartoon bits you've got um interesting music decisions like it's not just elvis they have like doja cat in the middle of it and you've got uh yeah i don't know like 
like whirling cameras, heavy editing. You might have like 50 different edits uh, in just like the span of three seconds. So it's like really, really intense the way that the film's made. And then you have this narration by Tom Hanks as the colonel, which is, uh, well, he just has a very funny accent because the, the, you know, the character is, uh, you know, he, he's not, he's from like Amsterdam or something like that. So he kind of has a weird American Dutch accent and it's I don't know it doesn't really sit very well with me so so there were a lot of like things within it that I kind of wasn't enjoying overall I thought the film was uh, quite good but it's just not my type of film you know the way you're sitting there watching a film and you're like this isn't for me it's for someone else and I think someone else would fucking love this and maybe think it's their favorite film but I'm sitting here going like oh why is Doja Cat in a film about Elvis like why is that the soundtrack why why is there cartoons why is there weird narration like over every single scene and you know why isn't it just this guy who's doing an incredible performance of Elvis why isn't it just him you know being a bit of a like class like dancer and stuff and doing cool things you know there's some great scenes in it but overall I was like "Mm, not for me Mm, it sounds really annoying yeah i think the film is a bit annoying um even that like the trailer and even like see i saw like the posters for it on the side of the bus mm. and even just like the posters are so flashy and colorful i was like yeah. that looks annoying yeah but it looks very vegas the posters look very vegas yeah. elvis was very vegas but yeah i mean he almost created what like that style mm. of vegas he, he is and, like but you watch the film you go fuck elvis was fucking class mm-hmm. like the the like how big he was like mm. how massive a cultural impact just him in a, in of itself was it was like fucking cool and it was the first film i've seen or even thought of or heard of where i'm like finally a film about elvis and mm. that that kind of it does match his stature it's like a film maybe he deserves something that is really considered and well made and very st- stylish and stuff but i'm just not a basler man guy German no. guy I'm, I'm just not I'm not one of his guys it looks yeah like I would love oh, I think all of those bi- I, I, I'm about to say I hate Bohemian Rhapsody I don't I actually watched it and I loved it but like you like Bohemian Rhapsody I did yeah okay I but, hated that film I hated I it I liked it but I th- I just felt I thought it, I don't know, we won't talk about it but uh, like Elvis's story I'd say is quite interesting and I'd love to watch yeah. like a serious film about Elvis yeah and just kind of I, I'm not saying this isn't serious, but I'd watch. Yeah, like was, to just watch there like were a, serious moments. I'd like to just watch like a normal one that's yeah. just shot in a normal fashion. Do you know what? Like some of the scenes in this are so cool. Like when he's doing this stage, uh, when he's building this kind of big band thing that he did in Vegas, and yeah. and like that was kind of the first time anyone was doing something like that, bringing like rock and roll and brass and orchestra and everything, all of it together. And he did that. And like when he's kind of building that and, and it's done in this really cool way, it's class. Mm. And, the, and it's all tied together by this performance by, by Austin, whatever his name is. And he's so good. Like he, they must have done something to his face because I've seen him in real life and he's got way too pointy a face. But they must have rounded out his face or something like that. I don't know what mm. they did. But they, they made him look real like him and it's really good. Yeah. Um, and the dance moves and all that kind of stuff. It's class. And then his influence and like they, they discussed the whole kind of like, did Elvis just steal black people's music? Um, like they didn't really take a a stance on it, uh, which is you know probably like maybe in the long run maybe the right thing to do. But like they 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 didn't say anything about it. Maybe it's not their space to do that. But mm. like you know he he, it's very clear that where he got the music from was you know 
black artists, you mm-hmm. know, who've been doing it for a long time. Yeah. And like he says that in the movie and I think he said that in real life. I don't know. I find it f- like, that's why, I, yeah, I just think like those are all quite serious issues and stuff. And then when yeah. you watch the trailer of it, it looks so flashy and mm. and like, I guess a lot of his life, like when you look, like I, I've been watching a few Elvis videos on YouTube recently. Like yeah. I never would listen to his music, but um, Rob showed me that video. I think I showed it to you of him performing Unchained Melody like it was like quite not that long before he died yeah and he's performing on a piano and there's like the top of the piano is like covered in cokes like there's like mugs of coke all over the piano because I guess he's just slamming the coke the whole time um and he just does such a good performance but he's like so sweaty yeah so big Mm. like his face even is so big yeah and then uh like if you watch earlier videos like he was so like cool and yeah like, fit looking and cool and kind yeah. of sexy and they stuff. End, i think they end on that on that on that clip and it's just insane how in bits he was yeah but like how every time he stood on that stage he just fucking brought the heat every time it. it's yeah. insane but like He's i think such bits that story is like cool mm. and i guess i'd like to see i guess it's actually similar to kind of the wall you know that show that movie no the Pink Floyd movie. Actually, it's not really that similar to it at but all. Like, I mean, the story of, of, I mean, he's the ultimate, maybe the first, I don't know, maybe not the first, but, but he's the ultimate, like, uh, like complete poverty mm. to hyper fame and wealth. Mm. But then, uh, being this superstar that everyone is focused on, uh, in the way that like Maradona was or Amy mm. Winehouse was, and that just completely destroys your life. It's impossible to live that yeah. way it, or, or, or if you're not able to handle it. Um, what age was he kind of at his peak? I mean, he he had, it's interesting. He, ha- he, he was huge and then he had a dip, but then like at the age of, like he had to go to the, uh, the army for two years because he, he kind of, he, he, he was banned. He was too lewd and he kind of got, like kicked off all these radio stations. Those estates that they wouldn't let him play. Mm. Uh, and they, they're like, I mean, it was essentially like a racist backlash against a white artist, which was kind of weird, but like the, they, he, they said he was dancing like lewdly and all that kind of stuff. And then he, uh, and he w- refused to like, they wanted him to wear like fucking like a, a coat with tails and just stand still and not dance. And he wouldn't do it. Mm. And then uh, they sent him to the army for two years and kind of rehabilitated him and then turned him Wait, into like, who, who did his, this manager, this manager kind of had total control of his life. That's what, that's what the film is about. Um, Wait, so was it, was it, was there, was there a bit of like Elvis's and bits and the managers being like, the show must go on Elvis and like forced him out on stage and that kind of stuff. Yeah. That's, that's what it's kind of all about. Like, like kind mm. of uh, shoving uh, like drugs into him. And getting and shoving him out on stage, oh, you know, dear. like a lot of people think that the manager is like the reason he's fucking dead is 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 because of him, you know. That's like a line of that's a big part of the movie. He's like people think I killed Elvis, all this kind of stuff, but Elvis was a double act. It was me and him, and all that kind of. But I think the f- film very clearly shows Elvis was a very talented performer who would have made it on his own anyway, and already was making it on his own before mm. this fucking sick fucker got in his hands on him. Yeah, it sounds interesting. It sounds, I kind of want to watch it. I you feel should, like I'll hate I think it, but I think like the story is something I'd like to watch. I think, I think, I think you, I think you'd like it. I, I, I mean, I didn't. I mean, I've watched. It. I have a lot of problems with the film, but I think she liked it. I thought it was grand. Mm. Yeah, it's too long, like every fucking film these days. But it's grand. Jesus, why are all films so long? I don't know why are our podcast so long. Uh, Not what time are we at? We're nearly at an hour, so an hour is a totally fine amount of time for a podcast. What's is it? 
Absolutely. What's okay? What's this? What's this? Do you ever listen to the end of a podcast that's an hour long? Give all me the, one podcast you listen to. True and on. I listen to True and on all the time. I listen to the whole episode. True and on. True and on. Yeah. What's that? It's a podcast hosted by Liz Franksack and Brace Belden. It's kind of about American politics and kind of conspiracy theories and stuff. Okay, okay. And you listen to the end of it? I listen to the whole damn thing. Chapo Trap House, I listen to the whole damn You're thing. you kind of political. I'm, I'm very clever. You used uh, to not care about politics at all. That was the thing that you, you were like, I have no interest in that. I don't have any interest in Irish politics. No, but I remember we were, when we were in, oh yeah, yeah, no, it was Irish. It was Irish politics, yeah. I, I don't even know. Like you I don't know anything about Fianna Fáil, Fine Gael, mix them up all the time. Yeah, but that's that's kind of that's kind of a good. That's like yeah, because they're the fucking same. Yeah, I wish it, that was the reason, but I just can't remember which one's which. <laughs> um, but American politics, I love that. Okay, okay, because it's it's insane. Mm, um, it's entertaining. I was like, moved to New York when we lived in New York. I was like, whoa, politics, reading all politics stuff all the time. Like, okay. I, I'm not like a fucking. I don't read boring politics stuff. I just read like sensational politics. Stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But. Uh, and then I got back to Ireland. So that's like, what they're saying on Chapa Trap House at the moment, that, that Trump's all the fucking things to the Saudis. Yes. Okay, yeah. That's classic <laughs> Chapo Trap House fucking stuff. Yeah, but um, listen, hey, they're, they're the number one funded feckin' podcast on Patreon. I know, so. yeah, and they're supposed to be fucking lefties and they're actually just laughing all the way to the bank. I'm actually happy for that. I hate that line of thought. Sorry. I, I, I want them to collect every fucking penny they deserve at their funny guys. Which is, they should just make it free. Yeah. They should, it, it is free. Chopper Trappers is... That's actually completely true. It's free. It's free. I don't pay to listen to it. Yeah. I don't pay to listen to it either. I do um, pay for True and On. Anyway, like fucking... Uh, fuck... Uh, other podcasts. Well, you're advertising other podcasts and especially you, American anyway, ones. Those episodes are usually like an hour and 10, an hour and 20 and I'll listen to the whole damn thing. Well, I don't tend to listen... I, no, I, we know. Our own listeners listen to the whole thing. We can look at those stats and the oh, vast yeah, that's majority true. of people yeah, listen they to do, the they whole do end up, So they'd be listening to this right now. Yes. I, I, I kind of feel... I don't know, uh, listeners, if listeners notice this, but I, I, I kind of feel like towards the last, like, 5% of the show, I feel a bit liberated because I'm like, well, this it's only me and you left in the room. It's almost mm. like it's the end of the night. Everybody's gone home. Start and it's just like, me and Mark. Saying a lot of racist and stuff. We're just going to have one more drink. <laughs> and there's just one more drink. And you want to go back to the hotel room. And I'm like, no, there's just one more, one more drink. And I can kind of say whatever I want. Yeah, yeah. Because I know you're not going to remember that's how I feel about the last five. So it's like the shit you hear in the last five, it's almost the best bits. That's It's the best. You're listening to the most premium stuff right yeah. now. Um, <laughs> now that I've said that, I can't think of anything. Yeah. Oh, should we mention we were on a different podcast? Yes, we were. We were on, we were on a podcast with uh, two wonderful men, Andy and Terry, who host uh, What's So Great About, it, which is a great podcast. Uh, you should go check it out. What's so great about it? Well, what's so great about What's so great about it? Uh, basically, the concept is... Um, Andy hates movies and most things and Terry likes movies and most things and he uh, basically says uh, something like uh, Wes Anderson what's so great about Wes Anderson and he will give Andy a list of films and Andy has to watch them each episode he watches them and decides whether he likes them or not by the end of it he decides whether you know uh, Wes Anderson is worth the hype or mm. whether he's not and uh, they've done it with Wes Anderson, the current one that they're doing is with Nicolas Cage. Nicolas Cage. Nicolas Cage. <laughs> Nicolas Sarkozy. And um, <laughs> they're just analyzing the tenure of Sarkozy as uh, president of France. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's about Nicolas Cage. And they had us on just in the, uh, what was like last week we recorded? I don't know when Some it's coming Sunday out. It's probably out. Sunday night. Um, no, was it? 
No, it wasn't. It wasn't that's today is Sunday. That's today is Sunday. It was on Tuesday. Wednesday. It was on. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it doesn't really matter. But uh, we were on it and we had a lot of fun. They're great guys. Oh, we'll probably we have them on this pod at some point uh, because they're they're fun to chat to. And um, but anyway, if you have a chance, go listen to What's we So Great About Bad Lieutenant. Um, yeah. Nicholas Cage film. And we won't say anything about it. We'll yeah, go over know. to that pod. What's So Great About with uh, Terry and Andy and find out what we thought about Bad Lieutenant. Um, and that's it. That's it from us. Uh, thank you so much. And sorry we took so long to get back, but we are both steady Eddie boys. Yeah. And I know we say this every time, but actually pretty sure we're going to be back within the next two weeks. It, it's more possible than it's ever been. It's, ac- it's actually, it's the most possible it's ever been for us to be consistent. I'm going to put that on us. Actually, I am. I'm going to put it on us. Yeah. And as you know, whenever we say it, that's what happens. Maybe we'll jinx it by saying that. With, that maybe gonna, that's the jinx. I'm going to go so far as I'm going to put it on the Google Calendar. Okay, it's on the Google Calendar. Okay, well, I'm, I'm going to do that then. Except it, Sunday, two weeks time, I will be performing at Electric Picnic. If anyone wants headlining to come along, electric picnic. I'll be headlining Electric Picnic. <laughs> um, I'm kicking the Arctic Monkeys off stage yeah. and I will be doing my rendition of... Oh, what a scummy lad. <laughs> Just give her half a chance. I better rub you if you can. I thought you were going to do an Elvis. Oh, sorry. You ain't nothing but a hell. <laughs> no. I'm not done. You never done no. I ain't no friend of mine. Thank you very much. <laughs>